This was about me healing the cracks in my foundation that were getting bigger and opening wider because of the culture of medicine. Welcome everyone. In case you are new to the podcast, I would like to take a moment to introduce myself and why I decided as a busy working mom to find the time to put this together. When I was in my late 30s, after working as a surgical physician assistant for about 13 years, I found myself severely burned out. This affected my relationships, my work, my mental, and ultimately my physical health. I felt like I didn't have time to breathe, let alone the time to find the resources to help me out of my burnout cycle. I did find a way out that has led me to a more fulfilled and joyful life. I would like to be a resource for you to do the same. I will walk you through simple steps to integrate into your busy day to help you move out of the burnout cycle. Even if you feel like you don't have time to breathe, you can do this. If I can do it, literally anybody can. Please note, because I am nowhere near perfect, I may slip up and use an occasional minor curse word for emphasis or due to raw emotion. Please be aware. Thank you so much for being here. Let's break the burnout cycle together. Hey everyone, welcome back. So today I plan to talk about imagination on the podcast. I am reading a great book that talked about these exercises to do to get your imaginative juices flowing. And I really enjoyed it this week. So I thought I would put it out there because imagination and creativity go hand in hand. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later because I had such an astounding thing happen to me this morning. So I knew I was going to talk about this on the podcast, and I had another Audible book that I had downloaded a while ago that kind of spoke to me yesterday, and I had some housework to do, so I turned it on after work while I was doing the housework. And this book is just, oh, blowing my mind. The book is called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear by Elizabeth Gilbert. She's the author that wrote Eat, Pray, Love. It's such a great book. She goes into the creative process, but I was listening to it this morning and she was talking about being a creator and doing the creating for you. She said, it's great if you want to help people. It's very noble. But she said, oftentimes when you're doing things to help people, they feel the weight of your intentions. And it doesn't help them as much as you'd think. She says, if you're going to create, create wholly for you. And she said that when she wrote Eat, Pray, Love, she was doing it to save herself. And it would have been a completely different book if she was writing it to help others. When I started this podcast, it was my intent to help as many people as I possibly could by telling my story. And when I was listening to her words this morning, I realized this was never about helping other people, although I want that so much. 
This was about saving myself. This was about me healing the cracks in my foundation that were getting bigger and opening wider because of the culture of medicine and my life direction, really. My speaking and my podcast are really about saving myself. And when I picture this in my head and I picture these cracks in my foundation, it's about healing them, not hiding them. It's not about making them go away. So literally, if I, if I think about a crack in cement that is my hurt and my pain and the things I've gone through, I'm not just putting more cement in and, and, and fixing them so that they don't get wider. I'm fixing the ground underneath them so that they don't get wider. And those cracks, I'm filling them with the most colorful epoxy that I possibly can find so that people ask me about them. So that people ask me and say, wow, what happened there? And I can tell them what happened there. And through telling them, I help myself and I save myself from a life that I didn't want and move towards a beautiful life with all of these cracks that are filled in with beautiful colors. And I wear them strongly and proudly. It was such a profound moment for me hearing her words and saying, do this to save yourself. And I realized that that this is what it's been about for me all along. It's been about saving myself and my life. And it was just so moving. It was one of those moments when I heard the words and I had such a visceral reaction to them. I literally wanted to start crying almost immediately. And because I'm in therapy, I heard my therapist say, stay here, stay in this moment and figure out why you want to cry right now. Because I could have easily moved on and just said, wow, that was interesting that I wanted to cry, but I stayed with it. And I shed a few tears and I asked myself, why? Why did this hit you so hard? The most beautiful thing about it was I started realizing how impactful this podcast has been for me and how much it's helped me. Last night, there was a gathering in our neighborhood of the women and moms And we get together and we haven't done it in years because of COVID. And we get together and we roll dice. It's called Bunko. And it's just fun. I love going to Bunko. I love the community in our neighborhood. I love meeting new people. I love hearing their stories. I love seeing smiling, happy faces that are joking because it's been so long since we've gotten together. But I also knew that I had a busy day today. And that included recording the podcast. And I wanted to be sharp and present. And I knew that if I was out late last night, or if I had any amount of alcohol, that I wasn't going to be my best for the podcast. And so I went in saying to myself, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to go because I love creating community. 
but I'm also going to come home and get to sleep early and I'm not going to drink. And I did that. And I was so proud of myself walking out last night. It was like quarter of nine. I was so proud of myself for doing that. And when I heard the words spoken this morning from the book, I realized it really is about choosing me. Last night, it was about choosing me so that I could be the best for this podcast and tell my story. Although I thought it was about you all, that I want to put this out to help everyone. And that may happen or it may not. But either way, choosing me, making choices that benefit me, and putting myself first for a for the probably first time in a very long time. It felt so good. I can't tell you how good it felt and how hard it was <laughs> to do that and to really stand in my own power and my own presence and know exactly what I want. And when you know exactly what you want, you can make good decisions. So Again, it was just such a profound last 24 hours for me that I had to share because I love all y'all so much, but I'm learning that how to love myself. And that is so amazing. And I want that for all of you, but selfishly, I want it for myself more. So I am going to put out this podcast and do my speaking engagements and hopefully one day write a book to help heal myself and save myself. And maybe the side effect of that will be helping others. And that would be great. But if all it does is save me and help me be a better medical provider and mom and wife and friend and sister and daughter, then that works for me. Okay. Whew. Now that, whoo, that's off my chest. I want to talk a little bit about imagination, which is what this whole podcast was supposed to be about from the get-go. So I'm reading this amazing book by Martha Beck, which I think I've mentioned before. It's called Finding Your Own North Star, Claiming the Life You Were Meant to Live. And in the book, she has exercises to do to help you Think about the life that you want. And when I think about imagination, when I look back on my life, I can't remember when I lost my imagination. I mean, I lost it. I I know I did. I remember being like eight or nine years old or maybe younger, playing Barbies with my friends. And they would have these extraordinary fantasies of like, I don't know, like all the stuff that the Barbie has or all the stuff that the Barbie was going to do. And and they would ask me and I'd be like, my Barbie has a house and is going to drive a car. Like I didn't have any. And they'd be like, does your car have wings? And I was like, maybe. They're like, does your car float? And I was like, I don't think so. My imagination was gone so early in life. And so it's something that I've had to work at getting back. Because without imagination, there's no creativity. You can't create without imagining things that can be. 
But what's really interesting is that imagination in and of itself is a creator. It creates a feeling in you. So when you imagine your future, and maybe I was, maybe I did have a really good imagination because I could imagine all the terrible things that were going to happen to me. That was very easy. And that would create feelings of worry and concern. But I guess I had lost the imagination that was good. I remember reading a book and it was like, try to imagine the best thing that could possibly happen to you. And they listed off all of these amazing things. And I was like, the best thing that could possibly happen to me would be winning the lotto. And then I went down that road and I was like, then I could build the house of my dreams. Then I could go on, you know, the vacations that I want to go on. And that's where it kind of ended. It was like, oh, maybe I could get a nice car. But that's where it ended. I didn't have any imagination past that. And what I've found since finding my creative juices and starting to work on my imagination is that my imagination is so much fuller now. So like when I imagine winning the lottery now, I imagine being able to sit on boards, give back to the community, give to very specific charities that I think have beautiful causes. I imagine being able to have the time to devote to things that I'd like to help more at my kids' schools. I would enjoy gardening and making this big, beautiful garden that I can go out and pull fresh veggies out of during the summer. There's just, my imagination is so much more vivid now. I would love all of you to have that imagination because if you can't imagine it or dream it, it will never come into your reality. So this book by Martha Beck, she says, she debunks the myth of if you can dream it, you can make it happen. And she was like, I can dream all sorts of things. And she gave an example of like Bill Clinton, like crawling into a bathtub in her house. And she was like, that's never going to happen, right? Like the, the, the weirdest things, right? Like you can dream the weirdest things and they're never going to happen. But she said, if you cannot dream it, it will never come into your reality. So if you never let yourself dream big, if you keep yourself small and just say, I'm going to be a medical provider for the rest of my life, and you never dream about anything else other than that, you don't have any vision other than that, then that is where you will stay the rest of your life. If you can imagine yourself in a big, beautiful garden that has fresh veggies or flowers or whatever else, then that can happen. You can bring that into your reality. If you start thinking about owning a home or building your dream house, then that can become a reality because you actually have the vision for it. If you can't dream it, it can't happen. And that's where imagination and creativity come in. One thing I'd love you to do, and I'm, I'm, my hope is that you're not driving right now, but if you are, wait till you're not driving. The next time you see clouds up in the sky, I want you to look at the clouds. And remember when you were a kid, clouds just kind of took shape and you'd be like, oh, look, there's a lion or, you know, there's a banana. Well, I did this just this morning because I was like, I want to see, you know, where I'm at with my imagination. So I looked up at the clouds this morning and I saw a rubber chicken and I saw a woman with bouffant hair. It's just cracked me up so much because 
my imagination is so active that it wasn't even normal things that I saw. I saw these crazily abnormal things that came to mind. If you can't see anything in the clouds, I want to congratulate you because that's where I was. I had no imagination. Your imagination is shut down and that's okay because we do shut it down when we become adults because we don't need imagination to pay the bills, keep a roof over our head, keep food on the table, go to our job. We don't need any imagination to do that. So we have honed that out. But I'd like you to bring it back in so that you can have a dream and bring it into your reality of a better life or whatever things bring you joy. The cloud exercise is just to see kind of where you are, get a gauge of where you are. And I don't want you to be upset about it because my guess is that you probably won't see anything. Or if you see something, it's going to be something very mundane. And that's okay. That's a starting point. I'm going to give you two other exercises to do and just make a little time and space for them. It doesn't have to take long. It actually can take as long as you want it to. But you can do this on a walk, on a commute, on, you know, when you're falling asleep at night, you can do it then. But I want you to think about this. So one of the exercises that that Martha Beck had in her book was talking about if a magazine came to interview you. And I think magazines are sort of outdated. I don't know too many people other than when they're on a plane will go pick up a magazine. So I'm going to change this a little bit and say, what if the Today Show was going to come to you to do an interview on you? So number one, why would they be coming to you for the interview? What would be the special thing that the story was about? What would you be wearing? Where would they meet you? Would it be in your house? Would it be in your place of business? Would it be out in nature? What would be your mood and emotions that would come through you? What would they be congratulating you on? What would they want to know about you? Are there any little quirks that people could connect with that they'd ask you about and you could reveal to the public that maybe they don't know? If they did meet you at your house, would it be warm and inviting? Would there be flowers on the table? Would you have the interview done in the kitchen or the office or out back with your beautiful view? If they met you at your place of work, would you be walking down the hallways, showing them things? Or would you be in your office? If you met them outside, what would the temperature be? Would it be sunny? Would it be overcast? These are all things to think about and just get your imaginative juices flowing. The other exercise that you can do is, I don't know if you guys know about this guy, but there's a guy that goes and asks celebrities 73 questions for Vogue magazine, and he records them. And I see them pop up every once in a while. And this has always interested me because he often goes to the celebrity's home and they invite him in and he just starts peppering them with questions. And they're, it's just so very interesting to me 
And it's a very, very quick interview. And you can tell some of it is staged and they've they've given the celebrity the list of questions before because their answers are so spot on and, and quick and right away. What would that look like for you? If this guy from Vogue was going to come to your house and ask you those 73 questions, what would that look like? What would your house look like? What would you be wearing? What were the what are the questions he'd be asking you? What would he be asking you about your career? What would he be asking you about your home life? What would he be asking you about your why you get out of bed in the morning or what your favorite thing is, where you feel most at home? You know, these are all things that will bring up, hopefully, questions to you to get your imagination going. Because if you are where I was, literally, you may have no imagination for this. You may be like, I feel at home when I'm at home. I get out of bed in the morning because I have to go to work, right? But imagine if those answers were different. Imagine if you said, I feel at home in my husband's hug. I get out of bed in the morning to go have coffee and meditate. Or what about the most amazing vacation you've been on? And not pulling from your actual memories. Pull from an imaginative place of like where you would want to go and describe that vacation. Like to me, that would be Switzerland. And doing some hiking in Switzerland, seeing the beautiful landscape with its green and the cows and the mountains in the background and having their wonderful food and just enjoying the whole atmosphere of it. So when these questions get asked to you, don't answer from where you're living. Answer from an imaginary place of where you'd like to live just for fun. And just let that bring some good emotion to you. Because what good emotions do when you think about these amazing experiences and somebody coming to interview you because you've done something amazing that they want to learn more about or congratulate you on, doesn't that give you like a high vibe sensation? Doesn't it just make you feel joyful and good and make you want to smile? And that's what you want to bring more of into your life. That high vibe energy will help carry you through at least minutes of your day. And then hopefully that extends to more minutes. Not that I want you to live in an imaginary world, but if you start dreaming these things, Like, I truly believe that I am going to go to Switzerland one day. I don't think that's out of reach for me. I don't think I'm going to be some huge celebrity that lives out in LA. That I don't see for myself. But I can definitely see myself going to Switzerland and making that happen. I can start putting aside money for it. I let my passport expire so I can go get a new passport. You know, these are things that I can do in the physical sense to help me work towards that and make that dream a reality. If you don't have any imagination and don't allow yourself the time and space to imagine these things, then they're never going to come into your reality. You're always going to be too busy. That's why I wanted to introduce you to this. Get these juices flowing a little bit. Spend a little time with asking yourself these questions because it's important. It's important that you have something 
that brings you joy that you're working towards. It really is. And that comes through imagination and creativity and doing it for you, not anybody else. Thank you so much for being here today and walking through this with me and helping me heal myself. We'll see you back here next week for an interview with the Anxiety Sisters. They have a new book out called Anxiety Sisters Survival Guide, and we will be discussing this book and their amazing selves and also some awesome tips on how to embrace your anxiety and walk with it and not fight against it. If you're really enjoying this podcast, head on over to Apple and give me a rating and review. And also click that follow button so that you know when the next podcast comes out. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time. The information, opinion, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only, and any reliance on the information provided in the podcast is done at your own risk. This podcast is not to be considered professional advice. Before starting any change in physical, mental, or dietary practice, you should consult your medical provider.